What's up, what's up, what's up, L.A. basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of L.A. Courtside, the podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And I am your host, L.A. Ray Harris. And before I get started on this episode, let me give you a little disclaimer here. This may be my worst episode ever. I've been doing this podcast for a little over a year now. But as you can tell by my voice, I am so far under the weather you can't even find me up under there. It is horrible, horrible. But I wanted to do this episode just to talk about the Lakers game last night, the first game of the big three of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook playing together. It had to have been the most anticipated preseason NBA game in history, which I just could not understand. But hey, I know how fans are. I'm a fan as well. I wanted to see it as well. It is what it is. But let me tell you, what what could we have gleaned from that game? What what did we get from that game as far as the big three playing together? Let me tell you, folks, absolutely nothing. Not a damn thing. Laker fans, don't worry about the big three. Don't worry about them and how well they're going to play together. The Lakers have three of the top easily 15 say players in the NBA you know I'm not a math major I don't know is that 20% of the best players in the game or something like that right now these guys are professional basketball players they will figure it out I'm watching the game last night and at the same time you know doing some multitasking and looking at my Twitter feeds just to uh, uh, read some of the comments on Twitter uh, from some of my followers and uh, boy you should have seen the negativity or read the negativity there oh my god these three will just not work together the Lakers won't even make the playoffs maybe that was some other fan base uh, trolling the Lakers as a possibility as well but you, you you read that from some Laker fans I mean they were beside themselves oh my god look at the turnovers they turn the ball over way too much folks this is pre- season basketball and the turnovers yes that's something to be a little concerned about LeBron James turned the ball over six times last night unlike him Westbrook turned it over five times he's had turnover problems since the uh, preseason started I believe the game before this one he had nine turnovers so he's going to have to clean that up trust and believe folks Russell Westbrook will clean up the turnover issue And for guys who uh, Laker fans say did not play all that well, I mean, if you look at the stat sheet, hell, Anthony Davis played 30 minutes. He was 7 out of 12 from the field. 20 points. Played really, really well. Fell on the floor about, what, two, three times. Always do an over-under on how many times Anthony Davis is going to fall to the floor. You know, 2.5 is the over-under or something like that. Uh, But he played very, very well last night. Also had six rebounds. LeBron James, his first extensive action in the preseason, played 26 minutes. Seven out of 16 from the field. 17 points. Again, he had the uh, six uh, turnovers, which is not good for him. 
Uh, but he'll clean that up. He also had three steals, four assists. You know, for LeBron James, that's a good stat line. Westbrook, 28 minutes. He scored 10 points, but he also had 10 rebounds and had six assists. Four assists away from a triple-double. If, if this was a regular season game, Westbrook probably would have had a triple-double in this game. And from, from what I see from these three so far, Westbrook is not going to be scoring 20 points a game. They don't actually need him to do that. He can get triple-doubles by scoring, let's say, or averaging, say, 14 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Dude may average a triple-double, you know, for the Lakers. The Lakers, sure enough, have enough firepower for him to do that. And But they don't need him to score over 20 points a game, every single game. He's going to have games where, yes, Westbrook is going to have plenty of games where he's going to have 25, 30, 35, sometimes 40 points. LeBron James as well. And so will Anthony Davis. But as far as Westbrook is concerned, they really don't need him to be averaging 20 points a game because if he does that, that means he's really, really ball dominant. We know he's ball dominant already, but on this particular team, he does not need to be as ball dominant as he has in the past. LeBron James, uh, for those of you who have forgotten, is a ball dominant player himself. That's the piece that the Lakers are going to have to figure out. The, the offense, traditionally, or since LeBron James has been with the Lakers, the offense goes through LeBron James. He handles the ball more than most other players on the Lakers. Now that Westbrook is there, they're going to have to figure out how to do that, and that's up to Coach Vogel to figure that piece out. Now, as far as the rest of the uh, Lakers, uh, one particular player I'm very, very excited about or excited about the way he played. And the stat line doesn't look all that great. But Baysmore, or Bays as he's uh, called by his Laker teammates, played 20 minutes. He was only two out of six from the field and only scored six points, three rebounds. But he plays very, very good defense. He is a very, very good wing defender. And he played very, very well against uh, Golden State last night. He may even be a guy who will possibly start for the Lakers. Uh, we still don't know who's going to be in the starting lineup, other than, of course, your Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Westbrook. Uh, you could have Baysmore in there. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker could have been a possibility to start, but he's going to be out now for for a while with that um, thumb injury. He has surgery on his uh, thumb, so he's going to be out. Uh, you still may have Dwight Howard. You know, if the Lakers want to go big, you could possibly start him. And um, and then on down the line, uh, Rondo played pretty well, 21 minutes. He had nine rebounds, Rondo, five assists. Rondo played very well, six points. Another guy on the Lakers that really, really interests me now and I'm starting to really, really take a liking to is rookie Austin Reeves. 27 minutes, three out of six from the field. He does not look overwhelmed at all. Now, I don't know how much playing time he's going to get when the season starts. He scored 10 points last night. Um, looked very, very comfortable shooting the ball, especially from, uh, the, from the corners there. He did have three turnovers, so he'll have to uh, clean that up. But he's a rookie. You know, of his three field goals, two of them was from behind the arc. He was two of four. Uh, from behind the arc, and I thought he played really, really well. 
So, again, Lakers fans, don't worry. And don't worry about the record. The Lakers are, what, 0-5 in the preseason. Who gives a damn? I I put on Twitter last night, uh, I posted a couple of times, that the NBA preseason should be treated just like the NFL exhibition season. It's an exhibition game. Who cares about wins and losses? And if it were me, my starters may play a quarter together. After that, I've got everybody else in the game. I'm sitting Anthony Davis, especially Anthony Davis. I'm not playing Anthony Davis 30 minutes in a preseason game like the Lakers did last night. I think that's sort of asinine for Vogel to do that. We all know Anthony Davis's uh, injury history. is no way in hell I'm playing him 30 minutes in an exhibition game. They act like they just wanted to beat Golden State. The hell with that. Uh, LeBron James, 26 minutes. No way I'm playing him that many minutes. Westbrook, 28 minutes. No way. This is an 82-game season. An 82-game grind. You don't have to have these guys playing all these minutes in the preseason. You know, give your other guys a chance to play. You know, get your um, McClungs in there. You know, get Austin Reeves in there. Uh, IAE, get them in there. Let them let them guys get some minutes. You know, Wayne Ellington. Well, Wayne Ellington did not play last night. He had a sore left hamstring. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, the Lakers had a couple more players out last night. Malik Monk did not play. Strain right groin. Ouch. That sounds like that hurts. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, sprain right ankle. Uh, did not play as well. DeAndre Jordan did not play coach's decision. But you get what I'm trying to say. Fans, there's just no way I would play my big three all of those minutes. Carmelo Anthony, by the way, he also played significant minutes. He played 25 minutes. Didn't shoot all that well, 4 of 12 from the field and for 13 points. He did have five rebounds, though. And he's another guy that I'm not worried about. He was uh, 2 of 7 from beyond the arc. But I expect uh, much more productivity or a better shooting percentage out of Carmelo Anthony moving forward. So... Again, how did the Lakers' big three, how did they look? How did they look to you? Did they look out of source? Did they look out of sync? I mean, again, if you look at the stat line, don't look like they, they played that badly. You know, you could tell there was a little uh, hesitancy with the ball movement on occasion. They have to get used to where uh, each of the players like to have their shots. Um, you know, the fast break, you know, who's going to run the break? Is it going to be Westbrook? Is it going to be LeBron? Is it going to be whoever gets the rebound and whichever one of those guys is open first? You know, you throw the outlet pass to either one of them. And uh, if it's LeBron James and he's in the center of the court, he's running the break. You know, Westbrook is on the wing along with Anthony Davis. Or if it's the other way around, you throw it to Westbrook, he's in the middle of the court, and LeBron James is on the wing, Anthony Davis is on the other wing, and bam, there you have it. Simple basketball one-on-one, folks. These guys will figure it out. They are professional basketball players. They are the best of the best. Again, they are three of the top 15 players in this league today. So, all of the negativity on the Twitter Twitter post. I cannot wait for the I just cannot wait for the regular season to start. This this preseason stuff is just really really beginning to bug me. Let's get the season going. The Lakers open up against these same Golden State Warriors. And I'm looking for a victory when they open up because they open up at the Staples Center. And they will beat the Golden State Warriors. They did not have uh, Steph Curry 
last night. And, uh, you know, some of the, uh, again, some of the Twitter posts will say, oh, my God, the Lakers lost to Golden State, and they didn't even have Steph Curry on the floor. You know, Klay Thompson, of course, uh, he's still rehabbing. The Wiseman did not play. Uh, the rookie, Kaminga, did not play. Listen, doesn't mean a hill of beans, folks. Doesn't mean a hill of beans. The Lakers will be ready when the opening bell starts and that opening tip. And it's going to take the big three. Uh, it's going to take them a minute. LeBron James said it himself. It's going to take a while for them to start gelling. They had all three of them uh, interviewed after the game. They pretty much all said the same thing, that it's going to take a while for them to start to gel. And once they do that, then look out, league. Look out. As long as they don't get injured, then the Lakers will be hell to deal with. So that is my take on the game last night. Again, I'm going to keep this episode a little short because I am way, way under the weather, as you can tell by my my voice. But before I dismiss tonight, I do want to uh, get my little comment on the Kyrie Irving situation. I normally have an around the NBA segment when I talk about a couple of more um, topics that's going on in, in the NBA. But the biggest topic, of course, is Kyrie Irving. Uh, but before I do that, let's have a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I say this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total cash prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Brothers and sisters! Brothers and sisters! I don't know what this world is coming to! Yes! The rhythm, the rebel. Without a pause, I'm lowering my level. The hard drama, where you never been, I'm in. You want styling? D, the enemy telling you to hear it. They praise the music, it's time to play the lyrics. Some say no to the album, the show. Bum rush the sound. I made a year ago. I guess you know. You guess I'm just a radical. All right, all right, all right. LA basketball fans, welcome back to LA Courtside. Again, this podcast is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. As you just heard the ad from DraftKings.com, if you want to place a bet on baseball, football, professional football, college football, the basketball season coming up, hockey, go to DraftKings.com and place your bets. I put this, uh, that particular cut that you just heard is called Rebel Without a Cause. Uh, 
as my precursor to talk about Kyrie Irving and Rebel is uh, apropos for for this particular cat, man. This guy's just a different cat. I have nothing against Kyrie Irving, great basketball player and all that. But if you look up Rebel in the uh, Webster's Dictionary, it reads as follows. A person who rises in opposition or armed resistance against an established government or ruler. Now, of course, Kyrie Irving is not armed and he's not trying to overthrow the government or anything like that. But he does rise in opposition to different things, which is fine. Everybody in this country has the right to their opinions and to oppose things that they don't like per se. So in this particular instance, Kyrie Irving does not like the fact that he has to get a uh, COVID shot in order to play in the arenas in New York. Now, some of the um, Twitter posters um, that is that's in Kyrie's corner, they're saying, you know, well, Kyrie has done a lot of uh, uh, things for the community. You know, he bought George Floyd's uh, mother a home and he's bought this person a home and he paid for this funeral and all of that. So in other words, they were saying he should be exempt from getting this shot and he should be allowed to play just because he did those things. No, 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 people. No, no, no. Kyrie Irving is not the only person who does good things from his heart. Kyrie Irving just happens to be a multi multi-millionaire and he has more assets in order to do more things. If I lived in New York and heck, if I gave $500 to go toward George Floyd's mother's home or something like that, does that mean Kyrie's heart or my heart is not as big as Kyrie Irving's because he has more money than I have? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is a country of laws. We hear that all the time. I'm not going to get into again whether or not you should get the vaccine or not. That is a personal preference. And, and Kyrie Irving has come out and said that is a personal preference. I have no problem with that. But there's also laws in New York that says if you do not have that shot or at least one shot, you cannot play in the Barclays Center, nor can you play in Madison Square Garden. So the ball is in Kyrie's court. What are you going to do? Are you going to just sit back and wait to get traded to a city that does not have rules like that? Are you going to retire? Wouldn't put it past Kyrie Irving to retire, leave all that money on the table. Or maybe he just sits out the whole year and forfeits all that money. And maybe by next year, those laws, strict laws in New York will be lifted and he'll be able to uh, rejoin his teammates. Now, in the meantime, I don't think his teammates would be too happy about that. You know, Kevin Durant and James Harden, they have come out in support of Kyrie saying that, you know, it's his personal choice and they don't have any choice but to continue on with practice and try to get better. And Whoever is on the court when the regular season starts, that's who's going to be on the court. They they say that because that's what they really have to say. They're really not going to come out and say anything negative about Kyrie and the vaccinations and things like that. However, in the back of their mind, they're probably thinking, dude, dude, just, just take the damn shot, man, and come in here and play. We're trying to win a championship. So it is a very, very interesting dynamic. The, the other option, of course, is trading Kyrie Irving, but what other team is going to want to take him? You know, a, a cat like that, man, you, you just don't know where his mind is. A rebel, rebel without a cause, just like that uh, a cut just said, or actually said rebel without a pause. But he is definitely uh, a, a rebel type of guy. And uh, when he gets something on his mind, he's he's uh, into his uh, convictions and 
you know, he's not going to change. He's not going to change for anybody. So, you know, on one hand, you can applaud that and say, you know, the man is a free thinker and uh, he he speaks his mind and and, uh, whatever he says he's going to do, that's what he does. There's nothing fake about Kyrie Irving. Everybody knows who and what he is. But, you know, in in the meantime, though, some some of you fans out there are saying, hey, he should be exempt. Okay, then I should be exempt, too. I should be able to go in Madison Square Garden if I didn't have the shot. I do have the shots, by the way. But if I didn't, uh, you know, I gave money to the Red Cross and I helped pay for somebody's funeral at one point or helped somebody buy a house. I wasn't able to give, you know, $100,000 like Kyrie Irving, but my heart is as big as his. So how come I can't go into Madison Square Garden or Barclays Center and watch a basketball game? So the answer to that question, folks, is no, he should not be exempt from that, the laws are the laws, and it applies to Kyrie Irving and everybody else in and around New York that wants to go inside of a gym or an arena for, for a concert or a game or something like that. Anyway, that's my take on the Kyrie Irving situation. And with that, folks, I'm going to end it right there. Again, my apologies for my scratchy voice. Hopefully next in my next episode, uh, my voice will sound a whole lot better. But thank you for listening. Again, to L.A. Courtside. If you don't want to miss any more upcoming episodes, make sure you uh, subscribe to L.A. Courtside through whatever platform you listen to your podcast on. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple, Google Play, so on and so forth. Spotify, Odyssey. You can find L.A. Courtside on those and other platforms. So, L.A. basketball fans, Laker fans, and Clipper fans, Until the next episode of L.A. Courtside, peace.